It's May 22nd, 1979. It's election day in Canada. Pierre Trudeau of the Liberals versus Joe Clark of the Conservatives. Pierre Trudeau has been Prime Minister since 1968, but has seen his popularity slip due to mismanagement of the budget and high employment. Joe Clark, 39 at that time and if elected would be the youngest Prime Minister, was inexperienced but was running a positive campaign based on change. Ironically, it was Trudeau's Liberals back then that tried to make Clark's inexperience an issue with the ad line, this is no time for on-the-job training. With voting over, the numbers started coming in. It was obvious who had won. Pierre Trudeau had secured 4.6 million of the votes compared to Joe Clark's 4.1 million. And we will begin tomorrow the planning and the preparation to, to give this country a government which will stimulate the economy to generate growth and jobs for Canadians, a government that will strengthen the institutions of democracy in this country so that the people who live in Canada will have a firmer, stronger voice in the direction of the affairs of this country. Congratulations, Joe Clark, the 16th Prime Minister of Canada. How? I was baffled when I saw this. How does someone get to become Prime Minister even though he'd lost the popular vote? Another bizarre stat is that only five Prime Ministers have been elected with over 50% of the vote. Mulroney in 84, Diefen Baker in 58, King in 40, Borden in 1917, and Laurier twice in 1904 and 1900. Why is this? How does our voting system actually work? Here is a quick 101. Canada is split into 338 ridings. Each riding is competed by two or more people for a seat in the House of Commons, the place where laws are generated and debated. These people represent a party they are part of. Conservatives, Liberals, NDP, Bloc Québécois, or Green, etc. The candidate with the most vote wins the seat in their riding. The party with the most seats won gets to form government, with the party's leader becoming the Prime Minister. Yes, it may come as a shock to you, but the only reason Harper is our Prime Minister is because his party chose him as their leader. So if one day he steps down, they'll just choose another person to be their leader. What are the problems with this winner-takes-all system, or first-past-the-post? Let us look at an extreme example. Imagine Canada was split into two ridings, and there are two parties contesting in this race. The Rhinoceros Party of Canada and the Pirate Party of Canada. They exist, I swear. For both of these seats, the Pirates win 51% of the vote compared to the Rhinos 49%, leading them to win two out of two seats. Is this a fair representation of what Canadians wanted though? On average, 51% of the people wanted pirates and 49% voted rhinos. However, that was not represented in the seats won. In the 2011 election, Stephen Harper's party received less than 40% of the popular vote, yet won more than 50% of the seats. Do all countries employ the same system as ours? Let us look at Germany, home of football superstars, non-halal beer, Volkswagens, 
and the mixed member proportional representation voting system. Yes, I practiced before saying that. How does it work? On election, on election day, each person gets two votes. One vote for the candidate you want to represent your riding in the House of Commons. The person with the most votes wins that seat. Usually, half the seats in the House of Commons are filled this way. So in our two riding example, one seat is contested similar to the winner-takes-all method, with the pirate party winning it. Your second vote, though, would go to the party you like, irrespective of the candidate you voted for. The votes are then counted nationally, and the other half of seats are distributed to fix the imbalance that was present in the first-past-the-post system. In our example, the rhinos would get the remaining seats to make the distribution 50-50, which is proportional to what the people wanted. An advantage of the German system is it negates larger parties gaining a disproportionately large, amount, large share of seats, while giving smaller parties their fair representation. This will give Canadians a better blend of politicians representing us in Ottawa. It won't be just old white men, but more minorities. For example, in the 2011 election, Elizabeth May's Green Party had 4% of the votes, but only one seat. With proportional representation, it would have been 12. Some people will say this system will lead to more minority governments. That is where the winning party doesn't have more than 50% of the seats. And prime ministers exiting left, right and center like Maple Leaf coaches. But in Germany, it's been one leader for the past 10 years. Angela Merkel has had to, what's the word I'm looking for, cooperate with other parties on policy. I mean, I'm sure Trudeau, Harper, and Mulcair were once grouped with that annoying kid in class they had to work with on a project and did so. With the possibility of working with other parties greater in proportional representation, maybe attack ads and petty politics will be reduced. Countries that have implemented it have also seen higher voter turnouts, and yes, that includes youth, because people can see their effects on politics. It puts the focus on long-term gains for the country rather than short-term ones like what a woman can wear for a citizenship ceremony. Voting is a right in Canada, but fair representation is not. It's about time that changes. Oh! 